Across the nation, during this legislative session, in various states, over 500 bills have been introduced aiming to strip away the rights of LGBTQAI plus Americans. This is a special edition of High Tea. Extra, extra, read all about it. Felicia here with a special morning edition of High Tea. Get your coffee and bagel, bitch. It's time to go. It's time for high tea, where we get high and spill the tea. <laughs> I'm Philip and Felicia. First in morning news. Bud Light is receiving backlash for transgender bullshit. So, I mean, Bud Light, it's going to turn you gay. It's going to turn you trans if you drink it. Well, they sponsored this trans athlete, was it? And I forget the name. Do you know? No, I don't know her. So they sponsored this trans athlete and people are losing their fucking shit. Kid Rock, everybody... Come look at this hickory dickory TikTok fuck video of this guy literally going ape shit in a Walmart throwing beers. Throwing. Hickory dickory dock. Tick tock. Tick tock. Tick tock. Tick tock. Ah, oh, fuck. Look at this. Smashing them like an idiot. What right does he have? Well, I. This is ridiculous. He he's should be punished. Well, and look at the dumb fuck. He's throwing bush beer, not even Bud Light. Look at him. Throwing cans at people for wow. filming everything. They had to call the police. Look at what he's done. They had to call the police. This man was arrested. He should be arrested. Yeah, so he was very upset that Bud Light decided to sponsor. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure in his spare time he likes fucking his pet goat too. So this is the Bud Light one I wanted to show you. It says when you're straight and accidentally drink a Bud Light. <laughs> that looks like Care Bear stare yeah, with titties. Right? <laughs> fucking hilarious. Care Bear stare. Okay, so this is Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, this is a trans, I think she's uh, an influencer, like on, you know, social media and things. She did a transition very quickly, like within a year, and basically documented it in videos. Wow. And so they sponsored her and put her on a can, and people are losing their fucking shit. I mean, she's being her authentic self. Why can't people judge others less? That's this whole problem. Oh, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck you. Okay, so I'm trans. I wanted to fucking, you know, modify my body to be who I really want to be. It's really no one else's business. Why can't these people not, you know, go to a store and throw Bud Light out the window? Like, we should not be judging Bud Light. If they want to endorse someone, they should have every right to do so. That's why they did it. I mean, it's... It's free. It's free for them to do that. But they're, you know, spending that money. They're doing that sponsorship. I think that guy definitely deserves to be arrested.
So in world news, Felicia, Grinder has issued a warning to travelers in Egypt. The police <clears throat> are confiscating phones and catfishing people into hookups. Yes. And then taking their phones and yes. catfishing more and more people. This is Arre crazy. They're arresting these people for lewd acts that was basically, um, it was part of an old law that criminalized prostitution. Yeah. And they're using it to persecute homosexuals, essentially. So they lure people to a certain spot or a hotel or their home, quote unquote, to, you know. And then they abduct them. Yep. And they take their phone and then they start talking to, you know, other people. And so then, yeah, the cops are catfishing other people in Egypt. Oh, yeah. A popular gay social networking application has said that it is issuing a warning to its users in Egypt as police impersonate community members to target LGBTQ and individuals. Users in Egypt will see the following warning appear in Arabic and English when they open the app. We have been alerted that Egyptian police is actively making arrests of gay, bi, and trans people on digital platforms. They are using fake accounts and have also taken over accounts from real community members who have already been arrested and had their phones taken. Please take extra caution online and offline, including with accounts that may have seemed legitimate in the past. Egypt, though it technically does not outlaw homosexuality, frequently prosecutes members of the LGBTQ and community on the grounds of debauchery or violating public decency. In 2017, it arrested seven people for raising a rainbow flag at a rock concert, and arrests of homosexuals and non-gender conforming individuals remain common. The warning to users comes after rights groups and media have reported how authorities in the wider region are increasingly taking to digital platforms to crack down on the LGBTQ and community. In February, Human Rights Watch, HRW, released a report documenting dozens of cases of security agencies in Egypt, Jordan, Lebanon, Iraq, and Tunisia extorting, harassing, publicly outing, and detaining LGBTQ and people based on their activities on Facebook and Instagram, as well as the dating app Grindr. The publication also questioned major tech companies for not investing sufficiently in Arabic. Language content moderation and protection. Grindr is working with groups on the ground in Egypt to make sure our users have up-to-date information on how to stay safe, and we are pushing international organizations and governments to demand justice and safety for the Egyptian LGBTQ community said Grindr spokesperson Patrick Lenahan in response to a request for comment on Friday. California-based Grindr has faced criticism in the United States and has been fined in Norway for sharing personal data with third parties that could potentially identify users. The privacy policy on the company's website outlines how it uses and aims to protect user data. It adds that its goal is to put you in control of as much of the personal information that you share within the Grindr properties as possible. And there's a lot of shit going on all over um, Africa and Uganda. They basically just uh, um, enacted the most strict anti-gay laws this week, uh, criminalizing homosexuality. Wow. You're not even allowed to hold hands in public. They don't want to see it. You're not allowed to gauge, engage in it. Where was this? Uganda. This is oh, in, wow. This is in Africa. Uganda. You can now get life in prison in Uganda just for saying you're gay. Politicians this week celebrated passing some of the harshest anti-LGBTQ legislation 
in the world. We are going to reinforce the law enforcement officers to make sure that homosexuals have no space in Uganda. Homosexual acts were already illegal in Uganda, but this bill makes simply identifying as gay illegal, and you can even face the death penalty in some cases. And friends and family members of LGBTQ people can even be imprisoned for not reporting those that they know are gay. The United States is one of many countries to condemn this new law, saying, the bill is one of the most extreme anti-LGBTQI plus laws in the world. Human rights are universal. No one should be attacked, imprisoned, or killed simply because of who they are or whom they love. Well, I definitely won't be going to Egypt anytime soon. I actually have family down in Texas. They're so glad they're moving away from there. Really? So you know what they did? Oh, they are relocating to Salt Lake City, but they're like not familiar with the space. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't know anything about it, but, you know, they're going to talk to a realtor. So they found a gay realtor, and they approached this, this guy. He's obviously gay, and he's like, oh, well, this is, you know, the school district where, you know, there's a lot of LBGT, whatever, students. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. gay communities. So basically, they want to, you know, put into the community what they want to put out. They just don't want to move somewhere blindly. I thought that was kind of clever. Same-sex marriage news in America. The Respect for Marriage Act, which reversed the Defense of Marriage Acts, known as DOMA, that President Clinton signed on September 21st, 1996. The act declared that no state shall be required to recognize same-gender marriage performed in another state. DOMA also defined marriage as only between a man and woman for purposes of federal law. The circumstances of the bill signing, Bill Clinton signed the bill alone in the White House after midnight on a Friday with no cameras present and became to endure as a defining episode of the Clinton's presidency. DOMA was struck down by the Supreme Court on June 26, 2013, which brought marriage equality. But after a reversal to the abortion case of Roe v. Wade opinion, Justice Clarence Thomas says court should reconsider same-sex marriage as well. Contraception decisions which sparked Congress and the Senate to codify gay marriage into law officially. The law, the Respective Marriage Acts, does, doesn't codify marriage into law for all states. However, it protects gay marriages conducted in other states, even if you're in a state that doesn't grant or, or conduct them. This bill was approved by Congress on December 9th, 2022, and was sent to the President Biden and was signed into law on 12-13-2022. However, before this happened, there was much debate on the Senate floor over this bill. Hickory dickory dock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Ah, oh, fuck. Mr. Speaker, I rise to adamantly oppose H.R. 8404, the Disrespect for Marriage Act. This unnecessary misguided legislation not only disrespects the importance of traditional marriage for the health of a family, but also disrespects people and organizations of faith who have the constitutional right to carry out their mission in accordance with their most deeply held beliefs. With a crisis at the border, inflation skyrocketing, and a federal budget that is nowhere to be seen just weeks before Christmas, Democrats have made it abundantly clear that this dis disrespectful policy is their priority. Let's be clear. 
Obergefell is not in danger, but people and institutions of faith are. This bill only serves to further demonize biblical values by establishing a private right of action against organizations who believe in natural marriage, opening the floodgates for predatory lawsuits against people of faith. The bill's only purpose is to hand the federal government a legal bludgeoning tool to drive people of faith out of the public square and to silence anyone who dissents. Sadly, the Senate rejected three amendments that would have eliminated the private right of action and prevented the government from infringing on the freedom of religion. Instead, a flimsy amendment that includes vague language unlikely to protect anyone was included. Unfortunately, and likely intentionally, this hollow amendment provides no tangible protections for religious schools, no protections for faith-based adoption and foster care agencies, no protections for Christian businesses who contract with the government, and no protections for civil servants that justly believe marriage is just between a man and a woman. The bill's implications submit to our ideology or be silenced. This is yet another step toward the Democrats' goal of dismantling the traditional family, silencing voices of faith, and permanently undoing our country's God-woven foundation. This is the Democrats' priority. Well, Mr. Speaker, I'll tell you my priority. Protect religious liberty, protect people of faith, and protect Americans who believe in the true meaning of marriage. I hope and pray that my colleagues will find the courage to join me in opposing this misguided and this dangerous bill. I yield back. The senator was bawling over the bill. Did you see this video of the woman crying over the the, yes. the gay bill? Yes. I love a fresh morning edition of Hickory Dickory. TikTok. Fuck. I hope and pray that my colleagues will find the courage to join me in opposing this misguided and this dangerous bill. I yield back. The gentleman's time has expired. The gentleman's time has expired, gentlemen. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Seriously. Right? What was she bawling over? She should definitely shut the hell up. Listen, lady, I'm all for equal rights for everybody. So if you don't want to muff dive, don't muff dive. If you don't want to engage in fellatio with that of your same sex, then you shouldn't. And you can tell she definitely doesn't swallow. I just think that if you don't want to do those things, you shouldn't. And what are you crying for, honey? And that jacket was not in season. Well, you know, she needed some help. That's what happens when you have no gaze in your life. You run around looking like that. I saw a woman on the street. She actually had a Karen haircut. Ooh, I'm like, how could you fact. not know? How could you not know you have a Karen haircut? That's in local news, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about 
Egypt. We've mm-hmm. talked about Uganda. Let's talk about what the fuck's going on over in Kenya. Well, Philip, a gay activist and fashion designer was murdered in Kenya. The police said on Friday, In another episode that raised questions about dangers and discrimination faced by gay people across the East African nation. To Kenya now, where police are investigating the death of a young fashion designer and LGBTQ activist, Edwin Chaloba. His body was found dumped in a metal box by the roadside near the town of Eldoret. A police spokesman says the motive was unclear, but rights organisations in Kenya, where gay sex is outlawed, are linking the killing to his sexuality. We're still getting details. I've just spoken to some of, the, some of his friends who are at the morgue now in Eldoret. And they say the scene there is anxious. Uh, everyone very keen to know what happened uh, to him. There's been a video circulating uh, showing him dancing uh, on uh, on the 31st of December, and that was the last time we understand he was seen alive. Um, four months ago, he was attacked by unknown assailants. Uh, he said that it was related to his activism, uh, but he did not divulge further details at the time, and therefore this has come as a shock. Um, and rights organizations uh, have condemned the killing. Uh, his body was found in a metal box, uh, which was apparently dumped by a vehicle, which was unmarked. The registration number uh, was blocked, so it couldn't be seen uh, by the roadside in the, in, in, in the outskirts of Eldoret town. Uh, and so police are investigating this incident. They say they still do not know the motive. Uh, however, uh, he's... Uh, people who are close to him are pointing a finger at his sexuality. And from what you gather, do the rights groups who have spoken out about this have any confidence that the police will conduct a credible investigation if indeed uh, the motivation was potentially because of his sexuality? Well, they are calling on the investigative authorities to do their best. However, they have reservations when they talk uh, generally and not just in cases of um, killings of lgbt activists generally um, investigations in the country tend to take very long um, they tend to be a bit shambolic as well uh, there are so many things that are so many loose ends that are usually not tied uh, but they are still pressing for answers. Uh, many rights organizations have spoken out, both international and local. Uh, and people are saying, you know, people should be left to live their lives as they want uh, in this country. And how prominent was he in terms of his activism and as a, a figurehead, if, if, if that is a fair term, within the, the LGBTQ movement? He was quite well known uh, within the LGBTQ uh, movement. He was quite well known uh, within uh, Eldoret Town. I understand that he had quite a strong following uh, in his social media. He was, you know, a flashy dresser, and that's how some of his friends are describing him, uh, that, you know, he was unambiguous and he was not afraid to express himself uh, through colourful clothing. Um, and, um, however, nationally, some people are just getting to know him now uh, but still coming, uh, this, his killing is still coming as a shock to them. And the manner in which his body was dumped, um, you know, stuffed, wrapped in, in, in a blanket, put inside a metal box, and then dumped by a remote road, uh, roadside in, in Eldoret town, that has really shocked people.
And what is the situation for people who are LGBTQ plus in Kenya? How, uh, how much will this come as a shock to them? How much will they sort of say in a country where gay sex is outlawed, people may feel emboldened to do this sort of thing? Well, the law is not um, friendly to LGBTQ, uh, the, the LGBTQ community. However, regionally, Kenya tends to be a safe haven uh, for activists, uh, for people who are fleeing from persecution. That does not mean that the community is entirely safe here. They still do get attacked. They still uh, do get targeted from time to time. But there's a, a relatively... Um, freer uh, environment in Kenya comparatively uh, compared to the region. I mean, what the fuck is going on? You know what this was? This was fucking Johnny Versace style murdering and killings. Oh, yeah. There's going to be an American horror story about this in like 10 years. Well, I wasn't even talking about that. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on over in Africa? Like, tone it down, people. Well, before that, they were fucking circumcising everybody. Women, men, passing their AIDS around, fucking babies. Because oh they think God. it's when you fuck a virgin, it's going to cure your AIDS. Well... Let's not spread all this. We don't know if this is just propaganda or if this is true. However, I'm just saying that's what takes place in their country. Well, I know and a lot of stuff goes down. They're really, you know. I just I just feel like the pendulum is swung too far to the left. Why are all these crazy people coming out of the fucking closet? I don't, I like don't what know. the like imagine like shaking a curtain and all this dust coming out. Why is why is all this dust? Why is everything getting shaken up? Because certain people aren't being listened to and pe certain people aren't being heard and certain people are getting louder. We are on the precipice of a war, Felicia. This is insane. Like, but I don't also, want to get all I political like here, but I mean, I'm terrified of what's going on. I also feel like it's, they're coming, there's, they're there's coming a little bit us. of gaslighting. There's like something more bigger, you know, there's something bigger. Right going on underneath all this this is just the facade that's what i'm saying to distract you from what bills are being passed what the, exactly what is being signed what is happening exactly can i tell you that i watched the denver mayoral debates recently and the choice was between mike johnston and kelly debra kelly bro okay kelly bro is kind of the same old same old industry that's in there right now mayor hancock can't touch him bullshit okay she wants to institutionalize the homeless that are living on the streets of denver oh she wants to put them in a camp basically no mike johnston's solution is well let's build him a camp and her solution is well they need to be instu institutionalized so she actually wants to put them like, yes. she, she actually wants to put them in like a mental facility. Basically, you know, and, wow. and of course we're calling it something else. Of course we're saying, saying, oh, well, if they can't care for themselves, we'll care for them for it. We'll put them in this facility. We'll da 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 Basically it's, it's an asylum and he wants to build camps for them. I said, since when did the Democrats get to this level? We're going to put people now in camps? It makes zero sense to me. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And maybe 
maybe I'm missing some of the points or whatever. Um, and I don't want to get off on a tangent here, but yeah, it's very upsetting. What a fucked up world we live in, Philip. In other news, I saw a double rainbow the other day when I was tanning outside. I was actually went outside to have my morning coffee in the hammock and I just decided to take the rest of my clothes off. So I was naked for a little bit, Ooh. got me some sun and I listened to an episode of High Tea. Yes, you did, darling. Who doesn't? Actually, I listened to David Morales. Oh, I Sunday love him Mass. too. Um, uh, really quick, some podcasts that I've been listening to that I wanted to tell you back. Mm-hmm. Um, Tags. It's kind of like us, but they're a little different, uh, like personalities. Okay. TAG stands for Talk About Gay Sex. And so they go live, I think, on uh, YouTube and like record the podcast every Wednesday night, I assume. But they've been doing this. They're like almost episode 500 something. Oh my God. We're doing this. It's because they're every Wednesday. Right, exactly. On today's special, we want to talk about Miss Lori Bird, who testified at the Texas State House, which is trying to ban drag shows. Here's Philip with a hard-hitting interview. All right, and welcome back to High Tea. Philip here. Today, I'm joined by a guest from Texas, a fabulous drag queen, Lori Bird, who has taken up carrying the torch of equality that was initially lit during the Stonewall Riots of 1969. Lori Bird, welcome to High Tea. Hi, how are you? We are fabulous. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us this evening about a little bit about what's going on down in Texas. For sure. I'd, I'd, I'd love to. I'm so excited that you asked. <laughs> so for our audience, would you mind introducing yourself a little bit? Yeah, my name is Lori Bird. I'm a Twitch streamer and drag queen located here in Texas. I've been doing drag for about two years. Before I even started drag, I went to school for public relations and advertising, which had a huge journalism component. And then I did, uh, I, I had a lot of like political theory at that time too. So I sort of come from a very, very background of working in either a like, journalistic outlet or online in some fashion. Fantastic. So was drag something that you did for fun, um, to be creative? Um, how and when did it start becoming a way for you to support yourself? Yeah, so I did sort of start drag, um, mostly because I was so fascinated by it. And I had always, I was sort of a theater kid. So when I saw like, what was, obviously I was first introduced to drag by RuPaul's Drag Race. But then, and that was around 2018, but then when I uh, sort of discovered, you know, what local drag looks like, I was just sort of attracted to it even more. So, yeah, it started off being kind of a hobby I did as I finished up my degree. Fantastic. So, it's recently come to our attention that you testified in full face (laughs) at the Texas State Capitol. What What were the two bills that you spoke on in committee? So, we spoke against Senate Bill 12 and Senate Bill 1601, which those two bills together would, uh, one, classify all drag, regardless of the content, and just by the fact that you were uh, someone assigned male at birth being female presenting or a female 
Committee on State Affairs is considering two bills by Republican Senator Brian Hughes, that's SB 12 and SB 1601. Senate Bill 12 changes the definition of sexually oriented performances to include male performers acting as female and female performers acting as men that are sexual. It would effectively ban children from attending drag shows. And business owners can't allow a sexually oriented performance to happen with kids under the age of 18. Violators would face a civil penalty of up to $10,000. Senate Bill 1601 would take funding away from public libraries that host events where people dress as the opposite gender. But opponents say these bills vilify drag queens, further marginalizing them. And drag is a form of art, and like any form of art, there uh, can be modified for children. There are going to be drag shows where we do not want kids in the shows, okay? We're not trying to say that all drag is good for kids. We're trying to say there are appropriate times that drag um, is modified to be uh, safe for kids. There are certainly Broadway shows, uh, my goodness, uh, Peter Pan. Uh, before any of us were born, this is a lady named Sandy Duncan, yes. a female played Peter Pan. That's, there's no prurient interest that doesn't comply under the statute to be to be covered by a bill like this, if, if, if that's helpful. And supporters of the bill say this is about protecting children. And again, that testimony is still happening. It's happening right behind us with almost 100 people scheduled to testify on both bills. So we're going to be here for a while. What was your experience like during the process of testifying in full face? First of all, it was the earliest call time I've had in a long time. We had to be ready by 9 a.m., so I got up around 6.30 or so to, to do it, and I was in full drag, I was, I think, from that time, 6 a.m. to uh, 7 to 8 p.m. that night. Wow. Just, just up at the Capitol, me and a large uh, section of folks from an organization called Equality Texas, um, and they do a lot of organizing when it comes to the fight for queer and trans Right. It definitely felt like being a fish out of water because I was in full drag from head to toe. There's something very interesting about knowing that you're sharing a hallway, a stairwell, an elevator with people who maybe, you know, countless times have not have actively legislated against your existence. Right. Not had your back, like been your enemy, exactly, basically. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's very vulnerable being somewhere you don't feel welcome, especially when you're in drag. But there were so many of us there. It, it, it was okay. I definitely felt supported, and I felt like I knew that my community was with me that day. Absolutely. So now that you've testified, what happens next? What comes next, really, is we prepare for ceremonies in the House, whereas we did this in the, at the Senate level on Thursday. We, we knew it was always going to pass the Senate, at least, uh, because the Texas Senate has never been very friendly to uh, queer to queer people legislatively. Which is why I asked what the experience was like, because you're going in there up against and sitting directly across the table from people who have gone on the record that have a problem with you or what you're doing. And and in fact, right after your testimony, um, you joined a new drag family on the um, Bridget Bandit's house. Is this correct? 
Yeah, Bridget is my drag mother down here in Austin. So I've known Bridget about, I guess it was back in October, early October. So we've known each other for uh, several months now. And for people who don't know, Bridget Bandit was probably the testimony you have seen when uh, outlets have covered this that specific hearing. My name is Bridget Bandit, and I'm speaking in opposition to SB 12 and SB 1601, which might be obvious. These laws would impact my ability to work with children simply because of how I am presenting and not actually what I am presenting. These bills discriminate against people based on sex and not the actual content of performances. The only reason this bill would affect me is that most people assume I am male under this costume and I receive the same kind of treatment as any other drag queen. However, the bill would not directly affect me with the way it currently defines drag as I am someone who is born female and does drag as a feminine person. Why should I be able to continue the same kinds of events with similar content and costumes, but not my male counterparts? This bill should be more concerned about the content of the performances rather than the sex or gender of the performers. None of us want to have children at our drag shows at the gay bar at 11 p.m. on a Friday night, and there are already laws preventing that from happening, but we do want to continue our events like drag story times that are intentionally modified to be appropriate for children. Drag is simply a form of art, and like any form of art, it can be produced by many different kinds of people and be modified for different kinds of audiences. I've always looked up to her for these reasons. She's very much, first of all, also Bridget is one of the only um, AFAB assigned female at birth and drag entertainers in Austin who also presents as a drag queen because Bridget is a non-binary AFAB person. She always uses she, her uh, pronouns because she is a drag queen. You know, and, and us as queer people, you know, we have this unique gift, honestly, that we can pretty much choose our families. And when I say families, I'm not saying that we're going to like disown our own, but sometimes that happens. And, you know, we surround ourselves with people that give us the support that are lacking in other areas. And I'm, and I think that's really great that you found that in her and um, as a drag mother. So if anyone else who lives elsewhere or even right there in Texas wants to get involved, what do you advise them to do? How can others get involved? One thing I always want to encourage people is find your local drag shows and support your local entertainers. Find out what they're doing there in your town, in your you know, your city, wherever you are. And that goes for whether you're in Texas or any state. But and and you know, give give a girl a dollar. It it really as a consumer in a capitalist society, you get to vote with your dollar every day. And when you go to these queens and you know you support them, you support their shows, you support their art and also tell them, you know, hey, I'm I'm I support you. It means a lot right now. And the second way I think if you want to know if you keep up with what we're doing here at the Capitol and here in Austin, uh, follow Equality Texas on Instagram, E-Q-U-A-L-I-T-Y Texas. They have been the driving force behind this organization uh, of our community and the way and just the advocacy. Equality Texas, that's your organization. They are they, they do an amazing, impeccable job of preparing us, organizing us, and giving us the tools we need uh, to fight these kinds of bills. Fantastic. And honestly, Texas is not the only state in the union that are introducing bills like this 
recently we've seen bills go through the Tennessee House, the Kentucky House, and um, as of last week, Nebraska added to that list as well. Yeah, it's definitely, drag queens are the latest scapegoat in the the conservative wheelhouse. So how can our listeners find you and support you? Yeah, so uh, I'm mostly active right now on Instagram and Twitch. Um, At Twitch, it's uh, twitch.tv slash Lori Bird, L-A-W-R-I-E-B-I-R-D. And on Instagram, I am at Lori Bird, Lori dot Bird, L-A-W-R-I-E dot B-I-R-D. Well, Lori Bird, I want to thank you for being a champion for our community and speaking up and out against these proposed pieces of legislation. And I thank you for taking the time to share with us today your story and experience here on High Tea with Felicia and Philip. Thank you so much. It was an honor. in Texas. Where is Alyssa Edwards going to go? Ooh. <laughs> Ain't that some tea? Like, what the fuck? Like, there are so many celebrity drag queens and just, like, performers. It's like, okay, so then... So the point is, Felice, we've kind of talked a lot during this show, um, but really we wanted to just be responsible and get the word out about what's happening because things are happening, people. This is crazy. Um, Why is there so much hate in the world? I don't know, but there are several states that have enacted banned on either transsexuals or drag shows in various different bills in states across the union, just to name a few. Florida, Tennessee, Kentucky, Nebraska, and I mean... They're coming for us. I mean, we can't let our guard down. Just because we have marriage equality doesn't mean that that can't be taken away. It's time to rise up, gaze, like it's time to stand with our people. I agree 100%. I don't think there's anyone really fighting the fight, though, except for groups of people. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not, like, an activist that's in the political party, you know what I'm saying, that's, like, supporting the LGBTQ plus community. Well, and I mean, like the Rocky Horror Picture Show is such a like a rite of passage for like a lot of people. Right. And did you know that the bill in Florida would basically ban that? You know, do you remember going down to the midnight show and dressed as your favorite character and like really getting all into so it? So it's like you basically can't even do Halloween. So basically, yeah, a that's, boy the, the, that's can't how they dress up as a gender that's not their own. That's what they're saying. So that would apply for, as a boy wanting to dress up as a cheerleader for Halloween. Well, there are more cheerleaders. I or mean, a boy wanting to dress up as like a female ballerina. There are male ballerinas. I mean, we can know, argue this all the way. Right. That's the point. And so there's written so vaguely that it's 
they're really nonsense and they're they're really going to end up targeting us Mm -hmm. and as a community and you know do we need to be reading to five-year-olds in 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 story hour you know maybe maybe not but like this is really going too far and it's time to stand up and fight people because they're coming and i hope more people are open to discussion Feel free to write us on Facebook. Let us know if you have questions regarding this. We're here for you. We support our community. 100%. Thank you, Lori Bird, for being a part of this very special edition of High Tea. I hope you have a great morning. I've had about three cups of coffee, a coffee enema, an Adderall, (laughs) and a bowl. Signing off. Yours truly. Bye-bye. Want more, Philip and Felicia? You know you do. It's Felicia and Philip. Yes. Check us out on Spotify and SoundCloud or on Facebook at High TeaCast. With Felicia and Philip. Yes, of course. Ladies first. This has been a Truckee Pacific production. For sponsorship inquiries and comments, go to the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>